0: This is a good fic. I like this fic. Yes. Okay. I read this fic a long time ago. This was. Do we want to start and then I'll tell you my fic story with it, or?
1: Yeah, let's start. All right, everybody, take a deep breath. Here we go. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, and by the way, (laughs) let it out. (laughs) And when you're turning blue, come back.
0: For Friday, October 22nd, 2010, this is episode 116 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends.
1: In this episode, we feature typically Pufuanian on topic discussion.
2: Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I
1: can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. Just like the
2: Manhattan Project. Don't take a <laughs> test, guys. But you guys are the most dysfunctional people. <laughs> no, they're not! <laughs> we always laugh before the end. I don't think we where the story man. The mm-hmm.
1: Welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Kelly. Uh, I'm Anita. I'm all <laughs> of oh, You sound really fake. You sound really weird. weird. You are. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm
3: sorry. Or MS Lupin. I'm <laughs>
1: <Damn
4: it. laughs> <laughs> 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 oh, Typical. <laughs> That's good.
1: Oh, M.S. Lupin! At least, At least we know where we are.
3: M.S. Lupin. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to sit in my corner and be quiet now.
1: <laughs> okay. You sit in your corner and be quiet. No, um, I'm too
3: hyper. I won't be.
1: I know. This will last about two seconds.
3: Kelly, hey. tell us
0: about this fic. This fic. Mm. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who never read any Harry Potter fanfic.
3: Kay. Oh, what a sad little girl. <laughs>
0: Really, <laughs> this story is called "A Test of Time." It is hosted on the Sugar Quill website. It is by Achamilla or Akamiya. Bless you. Well, yes, <laughs> and this was actually the second story that I ever read for Harry Potter fan fiction. Oh, second or third? I th- actually I think it was the third one.
3: And- I think it's run around, around the same ones so I did too.
0: This was the one that I read, actually, before I read after the end, and I was hooked. So I was actually looking for Ron Hermione fic. This is a Ron and Hermione fic that kind of has Harry and Ginny on the side. It's 16 chapters, and the, and the peons... First five are very long. <laughs> the, the peons have actually done the prequel for this, which is called Midnight Musings. Which should have played last week. I didn't read it and I didn't
4: understand the code names. So Uh, in chapter that's
3: why that she keeps on like right before each chapter, you should read Midnight Musings. Hint, 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 hint. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
4: I I didn't have time, so (laughs) Okay. I'm lucky I read the five chapters for tonight.
3: So So this was my reader for four chapters, it was four hours long. I was like,
1: Holy crap (laughs) Yeah.
3: The
0: chapters were long, but it is a good story. It has Draco, and it has Lucius, and it has the Weasleys. Has
3: Blaze.
0: Yes, it has Blaze, Blaze a- sort, of, sort <laughs> of. Blaze is a girl. Blaze is a girl. Nice. I believe it's a cool name for a girl. It was written prior to the release of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. It was okay. written in O two or O three. She this of so set of 4. Right, the last update is 04, but that could have been a typograph. If they change a comma, that's an update. The first story was actually written in 02, oh, so I'm going to guess that this was also written probably around the same time. Sirius is still alive in this one. Sirius is still alive. It might be. And uh, this is four years after Hogwarts, Harry clings to the hope that he can regain the love of his first and only sweetheart, Ginny, but a single night spent in a Hogsmeade flat threatens to undermine his as well as Ron and Hermione's happiness. That's the summary as we lead into the story here. I thought it was very interesting that they are still living in fear of Death Eaters and Paul's yes. Potion and that mm-hmm. you have to have a, almost a code phrase for somebody mm-hmm. whenever you meet them. Yeah, and it, and it keeps changing, too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not a, necessarily a code phrase. It's you have to answer a secret question.
4: Right. Yeah, very much like in Half the Prince when Arthur comes back from work and he asks Molly the question
0: where she has to ask him what her nickname is.
4: <laughs> right. Or He asks her, "What do you like me to call you when we're alone together?"
0: Right. Yeah. Except they weren't quite alone. Because the
4: answer is Molly
0: Wobbles. Molly
1: Wobbles. wobbles. <laughs> Molly Wobbles. <laughs>
4: I thought it was very cute.
1: but Yes. And I love the way this begins. Yeah. It starts with, uh, and I can't do the accent. Anybody have a good accent? That What was it? Right you she, place? and what else? Okay, I'm going to try. Excuse me. I've been watching you, miss, from my table. And may I say you're a fine-looking bird. If you got no objections, perhaps I could join you for I a drink you. or two? And Hermione looks up from her book and puts her hand on her wand just in case. And she's like, thank you. Perhaps, you know, And she lets him sit down. And you're thinking, who in the world just picked up Hermione? Yeah,
4: who is is this (laughs) yutz?
0: And it turns out to be Ron. As you can tell with his flaming red hair going to the bar, how could she miss it? Yeah, so you can
4: see his flaming red hair across the bar because, of course, Weasleys are the only ones with red hair in this universe.
0: Right. So
1: <laughs> nobody else is allowed to have red hair. So in this universe, although Voldemort is dead, Lucius is still out there, and the Death Eaters are still out there, and there's still attacks going on. Not in so much. Lucius is a
4: cheap knockoff of Voldemort.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah even so, his son says so.
4: Yeah. Draco is like, I can do better than that.
1: For a while, the Death Eaters were going around and torturing everybody. Right. But because of this wonderful invention of terror meters, the wizarding population is now sort of protected because they have these items that can be worn around their neck or hung in their house. And if their terror reaches a certain level, the Aurors are called in and somebody's there.
0: How many of you thought <laughs> this is a variation of,
3: I've fallen and I can't get off. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, that's actually what Draco says. It's some muggle thing that has to do with falling and he couldn't get up. And he didn't get it, but right. uh, stupid muggle.
1: Gotta be a muggle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, those muggles, they're fairly smart when it comes to certain things.
3: I like how she writes the interactions of the characters. <sighs> Just the banter going back and forth is very sweet it, It's quite funny very I can see Ron and Hermione when they're older, they're more mature, but they still can get on each other's nerves very easily. Hermione oh, yeah. is not as annoying, but she still worries about Harry and stuff like that and saying he doesn't come to the family gatherings anymore, not even Christmas and stuff like that and and he sits in the shed. that's how he visits. he doesn't go in the house, yeah. yeah. But we
4: find a- out. Is this one of those picks where? And I haven't read the whole thing, but I know from listening to previous podcasts that there's a genre where Harry is estranged from the Weasleys. This is not one of those. Is no,
0: it? no. In fact, he's, no. he's estranged himself. I think that he's mm-hmm. estranged himself. He is afraid that they will come under attack if they are perceived to have any other interaction with him. Yeah, it's,
4: it's very much the HBP mentality. It's the mentality that he develops in HBP that then moves on in canon to Deathly Hallows, and since we didn't have Deathly Hallows here, it sort of got stuck there.
0: Well, and we don't even have Half-Blood Prince here either. This was written between Order of the Phoenix.
4: Oh, I I thought you said it was after Half-Blood, sorry.
0: No, no, it was before Order of the Phoenix. That's why Sirius is still alive. This is between Goblet and Phoenix.
1: Harry's at Hogwarts, and he says goodbye to McGonagall, and she's given him a letter that says, To be opened by Harry Potter in the event of my death by Katie Bell. Right, Catherine Katie Bell. And it was dated eighth of May, nineteen ninety nine. So the year following his seventh year at Hogwarts.
0: And this story is set four years after his sixth year. So this is three years after his seventh year.
4: Brilliant! You're talking to someone who can't do math, so all these numbers are slightly confusing, but that's okay.
0: Um, <laughs> Harry is supposed to be just shake your head and Harry, Harry is supposed to be twenty one ish. Yeah. And so the letter that yeah. he received was. Two years old. Almost three years old. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh. And he's like wondering, you know, what would have prompted this letter written so many years ago in anticipation of her own death and why to him? Because he didn't really know her. And they played Quidditch together and there was that one bizarre night in her flat in Hogsmeade. But,
4: Which we don't exactly know what But we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: At some point. But he's late for his pub dinner, so he's just kind of stuffs it in his pocket and off he goes. You notice? Because he's walking through Hogwarts.
3: and he-
0: well, He's thinking of all the people that are gone. And we find that Dumbledore mm-hmm. is gone and Hagrid and Cedric and Hannah Abbott and Penelope Clearwater and Justin and everybody else. And now Katie Bell.
1: Right. Yeah, it's a lot of mongrels. Yeah. What's a muggle? What's a muggle? Why is the wizard who doesn't? I mean, it's the
3: wizard who can. He doesn't know what a muggle is. I mean, or muggle yeah. born, or half, or whatever. Right. But yeah, he goes through all his... Um, it's not just all bad memories, it's also good memories and stuff like that. Like, he remembers to trick-step... And the One-Eyed Witch and stuff like that. And he I mean,
4: salutes the statue or the suit of armor or something.
3: Yeah, the One-Eyed Witch mm-hmm. because no, he, <laughs> and that's the Hogmeade's entrance. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And he thinks about Ginny. First, he says, you know, he's thinking about his seventh year. The seventh year was yeah. his worst. Hermione disappeared <laughs> for five months. They thought she was dead. And then Harry fell in love. Was it five months or five weeks? It's five. It was five months. months. Five months. I knew it was five, I forgot if it was weeks. Or it more. says Harry fell in love. He had to set that aside with the assistance of Ron, and so he's not wanting to think about that, but he's concentrating on, you know, I've gotta get
1: to the pub. <laughs> yeah. He offered no resistance now to the unleashed emotions that assaulted his heart with equal parts of pain and joy. He couldn't mm-hmm. stop himself as he whispered into the vast and empty hall, his deepest desire, Jenny. <sighs> <laughs> sorry,
0: Party, <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry. And,
1: <laughs> uh, as most of you know I listened to this on my text reader so it ends there and then we have the asterisk which the text reader does not read and then there's yeah, is- mine, mine either and then there's an author's note and I was very confused because the author's note's in the middle of the chapter it. <laughs> it's like
4: yeah, what happened very odd. <laughs> very odd
1: But it talks about an AGA cooker, which would have been invented by a wizard and would have been in every wizarding household. So surely the borough would have one, and we find out why we have this information a little bit further. But it was funny, because I was just totally lost there for a minute. (laughs) Like, what in the world happens? Yeah, the text
4: reader often loses me. It doesn't make the distinction, obviously, between italicized words and non-italicized words, so I never know when it's interior monologue or not, or whether it's a flashback <laughs> or not. It's a wonder that I can even come on these things and speak vaguely intelligently, <laughs> because nine times out of ten, I have absolutely no idea what's going on in the thick. So it's, uh, it's interesting.
1: So that's the question that Ron asks: What color is the... Aga in the burrow. The AGA. And Harry.
3: Ah! Harry, Sorry.
1: Everybody okay?
3: Yeah, Flurry just kind of. Jumped on you? Jumped on you? No, she crawled underneath my blanket and just all of a sudden I got her cold little nose on my leg. I was like, oh.
1: And so they go ahead and they get past that and they have drinks. And Hermione starts quizzing Harry. (laughs) It's
3: cute.
4: Out of concern. Right. Out of concern.
3: Because we can always meet at a muggle pub if she's muggle. Harry goes, sorry? Who's a muggle? Your date, if you would bring one, that is. Oh, right.
4: <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Thank you.
1: They do a little small talk, you know, how was Hogwarts? And, oh, it's just not the same without Dumbledore and different things like that. And he starts to oh, tell him about the letter. I, but,
3: I think it's funny. House up Union meetings.
4: <laughs> yeah. Because apparently Hermione did manage to push that through.
1: Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Pumphrey's retired. Gryffindor's Quidditch is doing okay, we think, and all of that. And he tells him that he's got this letter from Katie Bell and Ron's eyebrows kind of twitch and Hermione's like, Katie Bell? Oh, Harry! You know. You know she was one of the 13 that died in that mass curse last week and different things and then you find out that Ron hasn't told her about what happened that long ago night. Well, neither
0: one of them have. In
1: seventh year. Right. Neither one of them have. But Harry thought it was really weird because Ron doesn't keep any secrets from him. Right. So, he, mm-hmm. you know, why didn't he tell her about it? And there's a little bit of kicking and nudging under the table and looks and stuff. And Hermione doesn't quite know what's going on, but she starts to get a bad feeling. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And Harry is still not a good liar. Yes. Cannot lie for anything, I think? <laughs> Not really, no.
3: Too bad he has to be a spy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Then it just goes back to small talk and stuff like that. And Hermione gets, like you said, just, just kind of looking real strange. Then you go back into Talos. Jenny is now, as we see, she has a session going on. She is kind of like a child psychologist or therapist, or however you yeah. want to say it. Yes. And she helps little girls, or children. Children. She helps children. 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 Sorry. She's in a fashion with the little girl. I just didn't know, is the little girl um, a witch or is she a muggle? Uh, Her dad's a muggle.
0: I
1: would imagine she's a witch
0: since she knows what death eaters are.
1: Okay. And I believe her mother was a witch. Okay. That was the only thing I was confused. What did it so much was that her big, strong father was crying in pain. And she'd never seen him like that. And that was the thing that she'd been suppressing in all of these sessions. And then finally, they're getting it out. And it turns out that somebody bursts through the window on a broomstick and comes in to save him. And I wonder who that could be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Harry, Papa. Well, actually, they don't know either. Well, no, but, she, but,
4: she By sees the p- end of the sees- session, they do.
3: Yeah. Yeah, she says.
4: Because the girl she sees a, a picture of him. It's that man. Right and jenny kind of catches us that man yeah okay that's harry potter oh really okay if i remember correctly that's sort of the end of the session
3: or what have you the little girl's like well my daddy should be more like harry potter blah 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 i mean everybody has their strengths and i liked how jenny i just liked how the paragraph goes Harry Potter's job is to fight and capture these bad men. He's trained and studied special spells to stop these men from hurting innocent people like your mom and dad. Your dad's job is to take care of the sheep. He's learned how to feed them, when to shear them, and how to treat them when they're sick. I promise you, Harry Potter knows nothing about sheep. I just, no, I don't know why, it yeah. just made me laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would not know what to do if you put him in a barn of ewes at <clears throat> lambing time. Right.
3: Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was sweet. And then she's like, well, he would never cry, would he? Oh, no, that's not true, Sarah. If he's truly worried about someone he loved, if he was afraid of the person <sighs> might be hurt or taken away, then he might cry just like any normal human being. To me, saying that to a child is just like, you know what? We're all human. It's, I don't know. It's
0: just very poignant she, to me. Yeah, well, yeah. it was that whole let's not. <laughs> Put him up on a pedestal. He's a person. And she's
4: also trying very hard to stay out of this conversation. Well, that's to keep herself out of this conversation. She's supposed
0: to. That's what therapists yeah, that, do. That's what
4: the, <laughs> I know. I'm studying to be one. All <laughs> right, I'm studying to be one of these. So I haven't taken child therapy yet. At some point, I will. And I'm assuming that whatever technique it is that she's using there, I will at least hear about it if only in passing, but I'm sure there was some sort of a technique that she was at least trying to emulate there. I just found it interesting. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the story, we see Ginny trying to do this with other characters, and she's equally incapable of keeping herself out of it, which I find very interesting. But that's in future chapters, so I'll shut up for the moment.
1: (laughs) Well, and then Colin comes in. We find out that he's a reporter, um, that he absolutely despises Harry Potter.
0: Well, and you know why? The only reason that he despises Harry is because
1: of Ginny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He broke Ginny's heart. Right. And you can tell that this is an old fic because they have her as Virginia Weasley. Yeah. I really don't like Colin. I'm still trying to catch up on the story,
0: but he's so slimy. Like, he's Oh, no, no. Slimy You're going to love Dringo. Colin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: You're going to love Colin
3: because Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Colin. Everybody thinks he's gay.
0: In this story?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> can
1: we not go there? I'm still on chapter four. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: That's okay. right.
0: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we can take this out. But I'm going to spoil you. Whatever. He is.
1: We're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
3: <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he's not as great as <laughs> I think he is. Don't hate him for who he is. Don't hate no, him for No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It was not that. I just thought he
1: was slimy. And he- I just didn't like him. That very sweet, adoring kid that he's always been.
0: Well, no, he's not. He's very staunchly Jenny's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Harry has hurt Jenny. So, of course, you know, if I'm your friend and I'm Bob's friend and you and Bob went out and then you and Bob broke up because Bob broke your heart, I'm going to hate Bob's guts. (laughs) And that's exactly what
1: this is.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry? He's her knight and her protector. That's right. He is going to protect but
3: her. He is her girlfriend.
0: Just mind that, you know, the armor is
1: pink.
0: <laughs> you know, forget that. Um,
3: <laughs> no, it's most likely Paisley or something like
1: that. Yeah, it's, you know, purple.
3: The chapter changes now to Harry, and he's outside the Bath University campus. This is where his flat is. He's hiding out with muggles.
1: He's hiding out in plain you know, hiding, sight. In,
4: hiding in plain sight, so, yeah. That, yeah.
1: With the muggles. Right. And he's found that he can hang out at these universities and blend in and be able Until to. Until they blow his
0: cover, yeah. What I think is funny is his alias right now.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Trevor. Oh, for Trevor Here's Harry as Trevor, and Dan Radcliffe just did a fundraiser for some group named Trevor, and it just cracked me up. <laughs> 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 oh, ribbit. <laughs> rivet. <laughs> Bravo! Yeah.
4: Shut yeah. up! the the
0: Never
4: get him with him.
1: So his flat neighbors are trying to get him to go out clubbing with them, and he just kind of shakes his head and goes back into his apartment, and he sits down, and he thinks about that he hadn't intended to wait so long for someone. And if someone with an inner eye had told him when he was 14 or 15 that he would be completely celibate at 21, he would laugh in disbelief and then cry in disappointment,
4: right? Yeah, he would laugh hysterically and then sob or
1: some such, yeah. But he remembers the letter finally, and yep. he opens it. He's a little worried about opening it, but he finally opens it, and he rubs his eyes, and he scans the message. And he sits bolt upright, suddenly sober, and reads it again, this time very carefully. And his heart nearly lurches out of his chest. Yep. And then and you don't really know what he, he's found. She
3: leaves a lot, she leaves a that lot of good cliffhangers.
1: End of chapter one.
0: Yeah. Done, done. I
3: think chapter two is my favorite so far. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because of the title or just because <laughs> of how it all comes together. It's the, just so funny. The, the title of chapter 1 Onions. was The Letter. Title of chapter 2 is Onions and the Redhead.
0: Onions and the Redhead. And again, the author's note says if you haven't read the prologue by now, you should or you won't understand the code names. Yes. Thanks. Hi. That's me. <laughs> Dear Itai, please read (laughs) Midnight Musings.
4: Yeah, well, like I said, I just got to it today, so I I didn't... I uh, would recommend it.
0: It's a short, but it explains quite a bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's also on Sugar Quill, assume? It It is. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Now we have Ah. had time go by.
1: Yes. And Harry's dropped in to see Hermione, who works kind of in a think tank, I would say where they develop new spells and different things like that. And she's standing outside of a window and watching the people inside the window. And they're like jumping up and down and chasing each other and waving their arms. And they're trying to catch this levitating handbag that's just barely out of their reach. And one woman is weaving through the others and the handbag seems to be following her. Right. And he's like, what in the world is going on in there? Because it's absolutely hysterical to watch it, you know? Yeah. I
3: found it to be funny because of Order of the Phoenix and stuff like that. I was thinking, oh, Hermione's an unspeakable now.
0: Well, I thought it was funny that her colleague's name was Nigel. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Could this be the mysterious and second year oh. that we've seen that should have been Dennis? <laughs> Thanks, and, Nigel. And,
4: and Nigel is very prim and proper, by the way. Yes. <laughs> he, yes, Nigel he, is yes. your
0: typical nerd. I Nigel see, definitely Nigel seems is, to have something up his... Uh, yeah, that too.
3: Posterior. Uh, I can yes, see no, Nigel
0: no, in like a lab coat with a clipboard. Pocket protectors. And <laughs> yes. right protector. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of Brent
4: Spinner's character in Independence Day.
0: Yes. The one who doesn't quite Uh, get out to see anything.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
1: He even admits it. we don't get out much. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, and he's like, looked over Harry, his combat fatigues and dusty boots, and he's like, yeah, Uh, this guy's not worth anything. Yeah. Because he hasn't seen the scar yet. Right. Uh And basically, this is a puppy dog spell, which, you know, (laughs) you cast this on whatever... And it will follow you. For four days. And it will only come to the person who casts the spell on it. When you whistle, it'll come back to you. Right. Which is, I, what a cool idea. I want...
0: And my question is, what happens if you can't whistle? Why? Well, then you're in trouble. <laughs> just put your lips together and blow. <laughs> <laughs> and blow. <laughs> uh-huh. Give a little whistle.
2: Give a little whistle. Not just a little squeak. Buck her up and blow. And if your whistle's weak, yell, Jiminy
0: Cricket, It's tuned to the person. If you can't whistle, then you, like, you know, smack your lips together or something. I don't know. Yeah. So right.
4: you snap or bang
0: your head. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. you know, do the kissing noise. Kisses. Yeah, thank you. Here, Becky, Becky, And yeah, yeah and so I, I, not only would I like this, I'd like to know how to apparate things so I wouldn't be late to work. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? No. Uh,
3: you
1: didn't go to work, so I don't worry about it
0: now. Today. <laughs> but she does go to work
4: in general.
1: Yep. And Harry's really interested. He wants to know if it'll follow at any speed. Say, you know, you're going 75 or 80 on your broomstick. And Nigel's like, well, uh that's illegal. <laughs> And why would somebody want to do that? Oh, I don't know.
4: If you're being chased by, say, uh, a Death Eater, or, oh, uh, I uh,
0: didn't quite uh, think of that. I'm yeah. going well, yeah. to He's just realized who Harry is. <laughs> yeah. Oops.
3: And well, Hermione's and he's watching this with great interest because and she <laughs> hasn't seen Harry being as mischievous. He,
0: in realized, a while. he realizes who he's talking to, and now he's very prim because he says that the new Institute for Experimental Magic does not cater solely to the military or to the imitators, the paramilitary. Apparently, the section that Harry is in is not officially recognized by the Aurors. Yes, yeah, Section 31, right? Basically. Uh, like,
3: I thought it was Area 51. Oh, well, yeah. No, <laughs>
4: section 31 is a DS9 thing.
0: Yeah, Section 31
4: is DS9. sending in for Ryan here, sorry. <laughs>
3: Okay, because I was just going to ask because I had no idea what a DS9 was.
4: Deep, Space, Deep Nine. Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Star Trek reference. Star
3: Trek. Okay, yeah.
4: I had to get
0: at least so- one in there, sorry. <laughs> okay. Mike, okay. I'm good, my quota's filled. This has to do with the Underground Ore League, because that's what Harry's in.
3: That's what the Phoenix.
1: <laughs> sort of, except it's not quite. <laughs> Thank you for understanding that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making us all yawn. You're welcome. So they head back to Hermione's flat because Hermione's getting a new mattress delivered. (laughs) Yeah, our larger mattress. (laughs) I think this is funny. And
3: he's like, what's the matter with your old one? (laughs) She doesn't
0: sleep very well.
3: Well, Hermione said, feeling her face burn. It was a king size. Her single bed was just not sufficient room for a good romp, as Ron would say. (laughs) (laughs) More room for comfortable sleeping. I just like it was good. Romp was first before the comfortable sleeping part.
0: Right. Uh
4: huh. One has to have priorities, you know. Of
1: course. Yeah. And so she's making dinner, which it actually sounds really good. Chicken with cilantro and cumin paste. Uh, cumin, uh, my text reader, was not cumin. I can't remember what it was, but it was not cumin. Ah, <laughs> was not
0: oh, I don't even want to know what the graded version is. And,
4: and Harry has absolutely no idea what pisto is. Which is very sad, because
1: that's what I had for dinner last night. Well, it's a wonderful thing.
0: You have to understand that, A, he is a bachelor in wizarding Great Britain, and B, he's lucky he got to eat food at all at home. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. I, know. I
3: just like how Hermione tries say, oh, Harry, you have to get out more often. Eat at a
1: restaurant. Eat
3: at a decent restaurant. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, really.
3: <laughs> and she were refrained herself, take a girl out once in a while. <laughs> gosh.
1: So they're chatting. We find out that Katie wasn't the only one killed in the Mass Hex, that an aura friend of his was in the same restaurant under polyjuice, so that they didn't know it was him. Right.
0: Well you also missed the fact that Hermione thinks that there might be a girl because, because Harry so has no <laughs> Harry has missed two of the weekly pub meetings.
4: Uh, is it just me, or does Hermione in this fic sort of take on the role that we in canon, at least, are used to seeing
0: Molly take on? Or is that am I misreading? I think that Hermione has grown up, and yes, she's going to take on some because all females do.
1: <laughs> you know? Okay. Yes. Right.
0: It's not like I live by myself now, so I'm going to sleep on the couch or sleep on the floor if I feel like it. No, you're going to sleep in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make yeah, yourself uh, dinner, uh, you know. I'm going right. to help you clean up. Right.
4: Um.
1: So she's got him helping cut up the food and everything, and he's cutting up onions. And we find out that Ginny's coming for dinner.
4: And he's doing it without magic, by the way, which I find interesting. Yeah, well,
1: because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I could see that. Sure. <laughs> and, yeah, Ginny and Colin are coming, and all of a sudden he's frantic to leave. He's oh, got yeah. well, to get she- out of there. now, no, now. No. She asked him if he was going to stay, and he was like, don't
0: you have to try out the new acquisition? Ha, ha, ha. And she's like, oh, stop, you know. And then she mentioned that Ginny and Colin were also coming over, and he's all of a sudden. Um, and uh, he becomes a clam. I've yeah. just remembered I have an appointment. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I have to, Um, yeah, I I got to go.
1: What do you mean you got to go?
3: I have E. Tai.
1: Yeah, we lost Deta again, he'll be back in a second.
3: My favorite line is, Jenny serves as a model sometimes, much to Ron's disapproval. Colin doesn't take any new photographs or anything. It's usually just her hand or her hair, but Ron doesn't want any pro Jenny in an art gallery wall. I just started (laughs)
4: laughing. Can you hear me? Yes, Yes, now now we can. can. I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything.
3: I thought it was really yeah. funny.
4: He
0: ran over to the door and even listened to the door to make sure nobody was there.
1: <laughs> the other side. Yeah. yeah,
3: It was so nice how she does it. It's like him and is chopping and everybody knows when you're chopping onions, your eyes start to water. And then it just makes everything panic for him even more. Like you said, he runs to the door and he listens just to make sure they're not there.
1: Right, right. And he's like, well, I thought they were just friends. And Hermione's like, well, that's what Ginny says. Or that's what Ginny tells Ron. But you never know. And he's almost desperate because he asks her what she thinks and she doesn't answer him. And he's like, what do you think? Are they dating? And she says, I don't know, but Colin dotes on Ginny. You can decide for yourself when they get here.
0: And he freaks out. What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he zooms out and then we go to Let me go. Uh, Did yeah. something? Draco in his leather chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Draco in leather. Woo-hoo.
0: Well, <laughs> sort of <laughs>
1: Pseudo, and yeah.
0: is a So he finds out Ron owns the company that makes the pterometers. and Draco mm-hmm. is trying to buy it.
1: Right, Because if he has the terrameters then he can hold it over his father for one. Yes. And for two, he can disband it and open it back up to the Death Eaters. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not well known
0: that Ron owns this. No. It's, it's a secret. It's a secret.
4: Ron keeps his business dealings very close to the vest.
0: Well, and the reason he has that is because if people knew that you were making a device that stopped... Huh. The Mafia from do you think the Mafia wouldn't target you and your family and
1: family and right. your friends and anybody that you looked at once in your lifetime, yeah, yeah. sure they would. Right
0: the Russian trained wizards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be, I, I,
1: bodyguards. I yeah. was
0: waiting
4: for them to have bottles of vodka and caviar in there. and oh, they probably trench, do trench coats over there.
0: Did you also notice, and this is also from in, I'm the stone circle. That's where Harry and Bludger were. Mm-hmm. That's where he ended up. And apparently
3: things, didn't work things, out when I first started reading it. I'm like, honks. No, I
0: thought that. And I've only read up
4: chapter five. And as it was progressing, and, you know, that's what I originally thought. And then there were things that just, no, I'm not sure who it is. I don't know if we're supposed to know based on Midnight Musings, but I don't know who it is yet. Yeah, that's it's not, not Tonks. The Stonks is... Right. No. That, that much I figured out, yeah.
1: So we find out that Draco doesn't really like Daddy. No. And is really keeping score. Draco one, father nil, of <laughs> and he wishes that the dark Lord was still alive because he would follow the dark Lord, but he's well, one of not the, going to follow his father. One of the big things was
0: that the wizard stock market crashed
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the people with all the money lost a whole lot of money. And the people who didn't have a whole lot of money didn't lose a whole lot of money. It was, it because was, the, they didn't have much to lose. Right. The big dealers lost a whole lot yeah, and the Malfoy's his- were one of the big dealers. Draco had to actually restrain his spending. Imagine! And he learned to live on a budget. Oh my god! The people who didn't invest didn't lose money.
1: Right. Like so, Potter? Like Harry. And we find out that Draco has a spy in Gringotts that he's using to keep track of Ron's spending and Harry's spending. And he's been trying to get some dirt on Harry for a while, and Harry doesn't spend his money on anything. He's very frugal. Broomsticks. Except for brooms. (laughs) Right. Custom-built broomsticks once a year. Yeah. He just updates his car once a year. I know people like that. Oh, yeah. Not me. I don't know a lot of people like that, but yeah.
0: Heather was quote unquote not contributing and was really tired so she logged off.
1: Yep, went to oh, okay. So Padfoot is alive and is sending out new assignments for the underground. Yeah, he's charged. That's scary, isn't it? <laughs> that is kind of scary. Yeah. And Bludger's mad because she's been taken off the Malfoy Manor surveillance and she's been asked to go and escort some Boomslang because people are trying to steal the Boomslang for Apologies potion which is now illegal and so is the trafficking in Boomslang. And she's mad. She's livid. She wants Malfoy. She doesn't care. You find out in this little section that there's something going on. You don't really know what, but she has it out for Lucius big time.
4: Yeah. Yeah, there were definitely buttons pushed. Is it Lucius particularly, or is it Draco, or is it both of them? No, it's Lucius. It's Lucius particular. Okay.
0: And I like this line. It says, Lucius Malfoy has been lying low, licking his wounds ever since you and Greenhorn screwed up his world domination plan at Castle Rigstone Circle. I need your skills elsewhere. So they screwed up whatever he was going to do. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And she wants to know who's watching him. And it's Huffle and Puff. uh, Huffle and Puff.
0: They couldn't curse
1: a loaf of bread. (laughs) (laughs) They're keen observers. Hardworking, patient. They're Hogwarts educated.
0: No duh. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, as opposed to
0: what? Well, she's not. She's not Hogwarts educated. She didn't go to Hogwarts.
4: Oh, Jordan. okay. Would I know this had I read the prologue? Uh, I don't remember. Can't remember either. I can't
3: remember.
2: Yeah, hi. Just to answer that question, yes. Yes, you would.
4: I should have
3: read the prologue. I Sorry. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I... <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> so, here comes... Greenhorn!
1: Harry! oh Harry. Who's all worked up and wants something to do anything. Please just give me something to do. Which means he's just come (laughs) from chopping onions. (laughs) I need to work off steam now. And, yeah, he still smells like onions. You stink. Oh, gosh.
0: Now run your hands through your hair a couple more times. Make your hair smell like onions.
1: <sighs> well, you know, there's no one to smell it. It's cool. And I love that they're calling him Greenhorn. And he's like, it's not Greenhorn. It's Quickie. Yes.
3: That just <laughs> makes me laugh even harder.
1: <laughs> what was that? I must have missed it. And if you're listening in the text reader, at least my text reader, it's Quickie Eye. Oh, oh
4: I was like, was some kind of word that quickie-eye?
1: I didn't Quickie eye. righty. Yeah, Quickie
0: Eye. <laughs> Uh, and they call him Quickie. They're like, What are you quick? <laughs> Is this a Quickie? <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what I was thinking. I'm that's, like, I she says, not really, No. I, I'm like, Do I got a dirty mind here? That hair? was in the prologue, too.
1: He,
0: it's because he's, he's fast.
1: With the wand. Mm-hmm. Well, That still sounds bad, doesn't right. it? <laughs> yes.
0: that um. <laughs> a wand in your pocket? Are I almost thought you just happy to see me.
1: So Harry and Bledger are gonna go do this thing together that Ledger has to do, escort the boom slang. So they meet and have a little bit of a chat. And I love the identity question here that she asked. Describe the sheep that ate our rations one morning at the Stone Circle and he's like big and black-faced with curly horns. to <laughs> see him like waking up and having these sheep raising all around them.
3: Yeah.
0: Rams.
1: Nice. Hi, run. <laughs> Move.
4: Yeah.
1: She gets him to talk mm-hmm. like what's going on. So they fly out. He's testing the puppy dog spell which is really fun because he's doing loop-de-loops and he's skimming the ocean water and you notice darting under waves, which... You is- notice he tests a lot of things. I mean, yes. he tested
0: the My Flu for Ron. Um, yeah. he's testing the puppy dog spell. <clears throat> he does this a lot. It seems like test
4: pilots could paid a lot of money. Yeah,
0: but he's doing this because
4: but they're he's not doing it for his no, friends and, and because and, it's helpful and, and the thrill of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Kind of like a little bit of a greenhorn. I mean, greenhorn. Sorry, I read the right. word and not said it. Thank you. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's kind of like the what was that? Yeah, I, I totally lost my train of thought.
0: <laughs> Happens to me all the time. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't just lose mind; it derails, and we have like catastrophe. And it and I was gonna say it rarely comes back in the station. Salmon, flooding, fire—you know the whole nine yards. We're way
3: of course. Anywho, then she about defeating Voldemort. And he gets a
0: little bit defensive. She says, you want to talk about it? And then the line that he says, and then out of the blue, a letter arrives announcing something that changes your life, something good and right. You begin to think that you've mistaken your destiny entirely. And you wonder if you should just give up hope on Mm -hmm. the thing you wanted in the first place. And the thing he wants in the first place is Ginny. And we haven't found out yet what the letter was. But for him, it was life-altering. Yes. I really like the way that she just kind of drags you along saying, what was the ladder? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to wait a little bit. Before and then he says, and is. then she says, do you have to choose one thing over the other? And he says, not really. It's possible to have both. Although I can't imagine being so lucky. Right. And I think that's really an awesome thing actually. But then the puppy dog spell, we talk about that.
1: There you talk about, Slim Jim, who is one of the people that was lost in the mass hexing, yeah. he's mm. the or that was under Polyjuice Potion. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and it was a good friend of Harry. He was a friend, and I loved Harry. He's like Slim Jim. What a blubber mouth! God, I missed that bloke. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. Slim Jim was in the restaurant mm-hmm. when it went up, which means that he and Katie Bell were two of the thirteen people who died in the restaurant. Right. This is not a coincidence. <laughs>
1: I think not. and she kind of opens up to him and says i want you to help me without padfoot's approval help me lock up that expletive, expletive, expletive. Oh, um,
3: that was so just... funny. My reader said pound sign, star sign, percent <laughs> sign, ant sign, star sign, pound sign.
1: <laughs> oh, my. I can't remember what mine said. I know. <laughs> That's what oh. mine I sat there and went, huh? So he says, yeah, what we need is the brain power of my friends, the friends that helped me in defeating Voldemort. And then he says, are you in? And she's like, wait a minute. This is my quest. I'm supposed to be asking you. And they <laughs> grasp each other's hands in a firm handshake. And then and the author's note is, sorry to leave you wondering about Katie's letter. Oh, will soon be revealed. <laughs> yeah. Mean. She's just mean. Chapter three. Yeah, that's good writing. Chapter <laughs> three's title is
0: The Gray-Eyed Boy. The gray- yes. yes. And we jump to a flashback.
3: Yes, we do. And it's... That took me a while to figure out that's what it was. And the
0: flashback is, I've lost Hermione. Neville came gasping into Zonko's. And this is just apparently popped into Ron's head, and he's having issues with it, which I don't blame him at all. It, you know, go it, ahead. Hang on just a minute. Itai, do you need to go to bed? Yeah, Lisa has class early. I'm going to call it quits. All right. Okay.
1: Good night. Good, Good night. night, Itai. Good night. Thanks, guys. We're dropping like flies here. I was going to say, I'm going to drop us there, too. Well, if we can't just have two of us. We can finish this chapter. Yeah, let's finish this, this chapter. Where point. is Scott this week? He was at a concert. Oh, that's right. I'm going to hang up on you. Okay. Night. 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 Sorry, guys. It's okay. So where were we? Ron's thinking about her and what happened, and it's because of this romantic idea of hers. Hermione's decided that Harry is in love with Ginny and that she and Ron should get them together. And Ron's having trouble with this because he's the one that made them break up in the first place. Yeah.
3: I was a little peeved about that.
1: We're a little peeved.
3: Yeah, I was a little peeved. I'm like, how dare you? I'm such a Harry Jenny fan. I'm like, no, bastard. Do that. But it goes into the flashback how Hermione got lost. And it just pretty much builds up how Ron really pretty much blamed himself because he didn't want to go to the bookstore. And they're like, oh, we just let you go to Neville. And Harry didn't want to go either. And so they try to find her and pretty
1: much the teachers in Dumbledore pretty much tell them, to go back to Hogwarts. Yeah, and they start searching for them. And mm-hmm. I love that they're ready to sneak out of the common room and go and find her themselves. And Dumbledore charms the uh, portrait not to open for them, so they can't get out. Right, And the windows. Everything, so they can't get out.
3: And they get a note from Sirius
1: saying, no luck yet. Ors are working on it, don't lose hope. And they get out the next morning and they go down to breakfast. They're secretly... Sneaking food into the rucksacks, and they've got the invisibility cloak. They are going after her. They don't care what anybody says. And a raven comes in and delivers a letter to Harry.
3: Who thought of Edgar Allan Poe at this time? <laughs> I did. I was waiting for the raven go. Nevermore. Oh my,
1: nevermore, <laughs> nevermore. <laughs> Sorry. Oh boy.
3: And in this leather, it's like a howler, but different. It's- Worse worse it's greenish and black so it's kind of like it's infected kind of thing
1: yeah yeah and it's old moldy shorts and he says i've left something for you harry potter at least what remains that is on the gates of your precious school
0: yeah and
1: they go running out with everybody else in hot pursuit and they see this thing
3: harry sees it first
1: and he he stops and it's this horrible horrible spell Hermione, Ron whispers, she was hanging there. It was her, but it couldn't be. No human body could be so light. The figure, tied at the neck to the front gate, blew about with the fluttering weight of a leaf, except that it wore neat Gryffindor robes and had hair, brown bushy hair. Yeah. And he's just devastated. Absolutely devastated. But it wasn't her. No. Obviously, wasn't her. Obviously, because we've seen her. Yeah. It was just
0: a ruse. But it was her hair, and it was her robes. robes. They were her robes. So he's having a nightmare, basically. Right.
3: Yeah. He wakes up, and this is what I just wanted to scream at him. he's like, he just wanted to hold her and stuff like that. And I'm just like,
1: just freaking go. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because they've had a fight, and he stormed out, and they didn't test out the new acquisition. Right. (laughs) Right. Because they were (laughs) fighting over whether or not Harry liked Ginny. Right, But in this day and age, you can't just go drop in at her flat at midnight because either you're going to get cursed or the terror going to go off and everybody's going to show up. So well, not just that,
0: but we find out that Hermione lives in a protected area and this protected area is protected by wards that overlap each other. It's kind of reminded me of something that has scales that overlap each other, mm-hmm. almost like a pine cone. It makes me think of a dome. Yeah, with flat overlapping scales. Right. But you have to have a pass to get in or you have to show that you live there. There protections against invisibility cloaks.
1: Polyjuice. juice.
0: Holly juice. They're like enclaves. They're like these super high security gated communities. Right. And uh-huh. so you know, you storm out in the middle of the night. You know, yeah, they have to call the person who you're going to go see. They're going to know that you're coming. And you think That's she's true. going to say, yell yeah, let him in."
1: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Not so much.
0: Not so, so much. And Ginny lives in... A similar place. A very similar place. Yeah. And they talk about it here, I believe.
3: Not yet. Not yet. um, He's going to go through another memory first. Yeah,
0: he's thinking about... He'd gone to Ginny's and they live in the secure wizarding communities. Hermione lives in one in Southampton and Ginny lives in one in Durham mm-hmm. and they're just areas of the city that muggles aren't in and the wizards right. are.
1: Well, the first one was for muggle-borns.
3: Yes. Yeah, but then there was an up, kind of like a little upheaval where you're like, oh, you're just catering to muggle-borns. Why can't the wizards do this? You know, that's yeah. when they started It, it was because taking the applications.
0: The, the Death Eaters were not just looking for muggle-borns. They were looking for
3: everybody
1: who
0: they thought were collaborators. That's how Ginny also got into one of them.
1: And then he starts thinking about, he goes into the other memory and it's New Year's Day two days after the embarrassing night at Katie Bell's flat Yes. and he's talking to Harry and he's saying you know, I can't go through this again. I can't go through a Hermione thing again. You can't even talk to my sister in front of anybody because if somebody thinks that she's your girlfriend, they're going to kill her too and I just can't deal with that. Right. And Harry's just like, no uh, uh-uh. I don't want that for Ginny. I don't need convincing. It's just that I haven't found the right moment to tell her. And yeah. They're together.
0: Harry and mm-hmm. Ginny are, yes.
1: But Ron doesn't know that. Ron just thinks it's something just budding now.
0: Yeah, he doesn't realize okay. that they're a couple.
1: And Harry just wants to tell her the truth. He wants to do basically what he did in canon and just say, I can't be with you. I can't put your life in danger. Because Ron wants him to say you are fancy
3: someone else. Harry's kind of showing right there. I'm like, hey, there's something a little bit more to this. He's like, I want to tell her the truth. Because, I mean, telling someone that there's someone else is just devastating.
1: Right. Right. And Ron just keeps arguing. That's not going to work. You have to break her heart.
0: I'll mute. Sue is taking a call now. Thank you for calling Sue's house. Sue can't come to the phone right now, but please leave a message after the tone. Beep. <laughs> she is podcasting. <laughs> so, yeah, they're trying to figure this out.
1: And Ron just works at him and works at him and works at him until finally he says, okay, fine. We'll this is when I right. just
3: wanted to kick Ron right in the teeth.
1: No. And Ron kind of sets the stage by telling her that there might be another girl, and then Harry breaks up with her.
0: Yeah. And there was a very big thing that happened. It involved Katie Bell that made Ginny believe Harry was seeing somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then the other girl was Katie. And then Harry didn't speak to Ron for, for months. several months. Five months. Yeah. It was. Between the time that Harry and Ginny broke up and the time that they found out that Hermione was alive was three months. It was the end of March.
1: Well, it says right here, it says it was a cold spring day when Harry finally spoke to him again. It was the happiest day of Ron's life. Harry came barreling into Ron's arithmetic class and dragged him outside the door without even a nod at Professor Vector. Hermione, she's, Harry shook his head, relief and disbelief, mingling in his expression. They're taking her to the hospital ring. She's alive with very short hair. It was all a Death Eater trick. Ron almost fell over on the spot, and Harry embraced him like a brother and smiled. Oh, smiled for the first time in five months.
0: Yeah. She was gone for five months, and when mm-hmm. Harry broke up with Jenny, that was the beginning of January. Right. Because it was New Year's. So Hermione had been gone for two months at that point.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just looking at the final thing
1: and thinking that that's what it was. It was the
0: end of March when they brought her back in.
3: Then the scene changes, but it still stays with Ron. He's in Jenny's room.
0: That's where they talk about the secure wizarding community.
3: Right. I found this funny because I'm running now. She's going running. She says she doesn't want to scare anyone with her fuzzy red legs, (laughs) (laughs) because I have done that. I have gone taking a shower before I've gone running because I don't want people to see my hairy legs. You know, unless
0: they're running with you, they're not going to see your hairy legs for very long. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I don't run that fast.
0: <laughs> Even that yeah. fast, unless they're running with you. And look, with my magnifying glass out, I'm looking at your hairy legs as they're bouncing by. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I know. So.
1: We're way on course. Again! Ron's trying to tell her the logic of showering before you go running. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. So she's closed the bathroom door and he's kind of wandering around her room and there's this wall of pictures. And they're almost all taken by Colin and all these different wizarding pictures and stuff. And he pulls down one of Harry and Ginny at a Quidditch match.
3: Where they're just side by side and they're very close, but nothing.
1: Yeah, nothing really is going on. But behind that picture is one of them together.
3: Bloody hell, Ron gasps. He turned
0: the picture over. After noticing that they're in quite a lip lock in the picture, and it turns it, it over. And
3: obviously, it's not his first kiss.
0: Or not the tenth <laughs> either. And so, Ron is reading what Harry has written on the back and Colin has signed. Right. And it says,
3: I, Colin Creevy, swear not to mention this incident to anyone. Big letters. I also swear to make no more prints of this photo and burn the negative. Anyone and Byrne were underlined several times and below Colin's signature, now in Colin's handwriting, Ron Suppose, and the date of October sixth, nineteen ninety seven.
0: Which was before Hermione was taken. He's now just realizing that they had been together for months by Christmas time.
1: Yeah. And Jenny walks in and catches him. Yes. So he, you know, hides the pictures behind his back and he's just, you know, I'm thinking, uh, reminiscing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And she says, Well, come on, lay on my couch, brother, and tell me your worries. <laughs> but as the true, yeah, as the child psychologist, she'd be really good with Ron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I love him. Is that what you're going to wear in public? Yeah. What? I can see your tummy. It's a proper <laughs> running top. Lots of witches wear the Muggles, too. It's meant to give you, you know, extra, extra support. support.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sports bra. Basically, it
1: probably is. <laughs> I wish you were
3: uglier or fatter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so she's gonna get it out of him and he sneaks the pictures back and he's just reeling he doesn't know what to do about this he's come to kind of confront her to see if she still has feelings for harry and stuff like that and he's found out that the feelings go back much further than he thought right and then
3: and i think he's feeling guilty about it
0: actually he's not there for this he's there for another question and it has to do with hermione yeah but we don't really know what that is right
1: And then we jump again to a muggle coffee house where Ginny and her co-worker friend Allison and Colin... She's running. ...have come while they're running. This is their reward for doing their miles. They get to go to the coffee shop and have tea. With Colin. And they run into Harry. And... A small child.
0: Yes. Harry with an ice cream cone in one hand and the hand of a small boy
1: in the other. Yeah, and Colin is just like... I like this.
3: Oh, isn't the famous Trevor?
1: Yeah, Trevor (laughs)
3: Crookshanks. Crookshanks. (laughs) Jenny had a clapper hand over her mouth to contain her smile.
1: Yeah, I love it. And the little boy's like, "I like chocolate. What flavor do you like?" It's so cute. She just did the whole. She melts. She gets down on his level. She's just perfect. And he's just darling. And his eyes are an unusual gray tinged with violet. Hmm. And he's bouncing up and down and, and he's just so excited waiting for her to answer. And she's like, me too, chocolate. And he turns and he says, can you buy her an ice cream cone too? And her, he's like, uh, uh, and he's like, please. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Cause I said, please. I'm just like,
0: I've used the magic word. And, This is the first time that she has bumped into him. She recognizes the boy because she's seen him around Durham, too, with an older woman. But this is the first time she's bumped into Harry. And she wants to know what he's thinking. And she can't see what he's thinking because he's wearing sunglasses. She can't see his eyes. So that's kind of upsetting her because she's like,
1: I want to see your eyes. Take them off. Yeah. Colin kind of drags her away. Right. Colin's just like. I can't believe it's wanking Harry Potter. Yeah. Why is he here? And Allison's like, who? What? That was Harry Potter? Yeah. Really? <laughs> She's and all they freaked. want to know who the kid is. I love Colin. It's probably one of his several illegits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or he's expecting an attack and he's going to use the kid as shield. It's like Colin.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm just like, that's just mean. But funny. But mean. <laughs> And Colin's like, now look, he's checking himself out in the mirror. He's such a pretty boy. He's not, checking, and he's like, it's, it's, it's an, an ID, ID mirror. mirror. Yeah. And they're like, who is that kid? Who is that? And that's like the worst thing that could be asked right now. Yeah. Harry doesn't want anybody to know. Right. right. And then we jump again, and, it's and that Harry's night. sleeping, and there's someone in his bedroom, and he reaches for his wand. Wand first, glass the second. And it's a little voice. I want my mommy.
3: Yeah. Just made my heart break.
1: Yeah. I and the little
0: boy's name mommy. is
1: Al. It is. And Harry pulls him into bed with him and cuddles him. And the poor little guy just cries because he wants mommy. He wants his mommy. And his mommy's not coming back because she died in that restaurant that collapsed. Right.
3: This is when we find out Katie Harry is a touch of the inner eye. Yes. Harry
0: has become Al's legal guardian due to the letter and the document that accompanied the letter. Right. So we and now he, find out what the life-changing thing was. This is life-changing for Harry. He is now the guardian of a small child.
1: Because he knows what it feels like to grow up without parents, he is going to be the best guardian he can be. Right.
0: And But see, Al also has nanny. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Yes.
3: super Nanny. Nanny will
0: beat you over the head if you don't behave. Nanny knew who Al's guardian was, and Nanny was hoping that he would just send money and stay away. Right. And Harry said, that's not going to happen.
1: I am going to be part of this child's life.
0: But I think it was funny. It's says, after a few months of Harry's weekend presents. It became clear he was going to be a permanent fixture in Al's life, and Danny's comments like, you're not fit to care for a child, and you'll soon grow tired playing father, subsided only to be replaced by, cut up those grapes. Don't you know that's the leading cause of choking, lad? <laughs> and you're not <laughs> to let Albus in the back garden without his shoes.
1: <laughs> so, She'll get him.
0: Yeah. She'll so whip him into shape. Yeah, it's gone from, don't take that child out there to,
1: don't take that child out there without a sweater. (laughs) And we find out that although this is a super gated community that no one can get in without going through the gates. Yeah, Harry's found the loophole. Yeah, well, the hole, (laughs) literally. Yeah, and it's like thread in the eye of a needle. It's kind of
0: like that pine cone that I was talking about. This is where the stem would be on the pine cone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's a spot on it that you can get through if you know where it is. And it's very narrow. Yeah, she's all, I, I love how protective she is of, of of Al.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, Harry says, well, I'll just apologize myself in taking places. And she said, you will not. If something happens to you, then he will have lost two more people if you apologize yourself. you yeah. Absolutely. There's no way that you're going to be allowed to do that. You're going to have to be who you are, even if you are being Trevor. Right. And not Harry. You have to be here for this child.
0: Oh, and she has agreed that Harry can sneak him out and take him mm-hmm. to a muggle park. So they right. went on a picnic lunch and they ran into
1: Jenny, Jenny, Jenny.
0: Allison and Colin. Colin. And Harry thinks that Colin and Jenny are an item.
1: Yes, he does. And he knows that Colin is a reporter, so he is going to go memory charm them, but he just can't bring himself to memory charm Ginny. Right.
3: And he's like, I'm going to try to get Ginny, but not until after, what? what's the thing called? <laughs> the Operation...
0: Operation finito.
3: finito. Finito. Yes. As he and optimistically called it.
0: That's to he's get... Like, okay. And that's to get Malfoy. We start this chapter out with Draco, and... Draco I think is, she has
3: great imagery in this. I, yeah, I, I just, I mean, she just it's just the little, the little things that really just kind of bring this story together. I like it. I want to know where Draco's
0: getting the um, boomsling skin.
1: Um, you'll find his, out. His black, black market contacts. Black
0: market contacts. Yeah.
1: Yes, and and he got more than he bargained for when he went to get the boomsling, but that's yeah, he did a little bit. So that's right next now, week's chapters. <laughs> we're talking to
0: um his uh contact in Gringotts.
3: Yes, yeah, his little half human goblin. Yeah, um, yeah so that's I a action. That, oh I know. Can you imagine?
1: Oh uh, no, thank you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and how are we saying this name? Trujilo? Um I, I lost it, I can't find it. Um, I think it's T R O G G E L O. I, I think
0: would, say, I would say Trojello.
1: Yeah, Trojello.
0: Trojello,
3: kind of Italian. Like,
1: you know, like, like
0: Tro, and then Jello, and you know, like the jiggly stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now we can eat Jello gelatin with our bare hands. Introducing Jigglers, a fun way to make and eat Jello gelatin. The recipes on the box. Make Jigglers; they're a handful of fun.
3: What we like drink. a troll, but it's Trojello. Yeah, Trojello. Trojello. I can't remember what my reader says it is. I think he just spells it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's spying on
1: Everyone, Ron. it seems like.
0: Yeah, but he's really, really concentrating here on Ron. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he wants to get rid of the terror meters. Yeah.
3: Yes. And get, or just take over Ron's business. Really, just to take over Ron's business. He's kind of upset that Ron didn't take the bait of him getting, getting the, of him. Ugh, yeah, that's easy for me to say right now. Well, <laughs> Ron
0: has surpassed Draco.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's got all of these companies that he owns by different, that and because of different inventions. Um, I like the CD player.
1: Right. He's taking a bunch of muggle things, and he's. Which is, Yeah change them so that they work in the wizarding world, which is just cool.
0: Yeah. And of course, you know, Draco's like, this is all Granger's doing because, you know, Weasley doesn't have any brains. (laughs) I
1: was like, really? (laughs) It's that muddy, bloody Granger. I love the way he's muddy, bloody. (laughs) Muddy, bloody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so he's all excited about this. He's going to dress himself up or apologize himself to be the Bulgarian minister. And go on a factory uh, visit because he's
3: Okay, who thought he was gonna he was gonna end up being Victor?
0: <laughs> Victor? No. Yeah. But no, but he would have used Victor's accent.
1: He would Understood. have Because yeah. so. he's good at this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and he's also spying on Harry because Harry's been spending money, which he never does. Right. And of course because Draco doesn't have any money, he wants everybody else's. <laughs>
1: No, he's he's gotten really good at uh blackmailing people over the years. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. like his father.
3: Yeah. You learn the apple doesn't fall from the tree. And no, the one thing doesn't. he finds out that Ron that Ron's doing is he's getting a mortgage.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So Draco's he's, he's
0: borrowing money to buy property and he's like, What is he doing?
1: So no. Draco's plan was that he's gonna put in this order for all these tarometers for Bulgaria. And force Weasley to take out loans so that he can, you know, get his business going, so that they can go sell this. And there's no, or- there's no real order. And what happens is, instead of taking out loans, Ron goes and pulls money from all these other accounts that nobody knew he had to expand the factory and be able to do this. Mm-hmm. But he also has taken out a mortgage because he's buying a special property for Hermione.
0: Mm-hmm. but the thing is so, so what Draco's ultimate plan is to do here is to bankrupt Ron right
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, which and then is, he yeah. fa-
3: then he also finds out like you said about Harry he's taking money mm-hmm. out to, to buy these things and but he's, he's like, buying toys he's right he's buying toys and at first I mean Draco's always is just thinking oh he, he's involved with a married woman blackmail and or yeah or, and it's not <laughs> but it's and then, then he thinks, all of a sudden, instantly thinks, ooh, Potter has a child.
1: Right. Yeah. The main thing that he gets from this is that they've used muggle currency and bought tickets for Legoland. Right. And they know what day. So now he knows where he's going to be able to find Harry. <laughs> Even though he doesn't know what Legoland is. <laughs> right. Draco finds out that there's a child and that they're going to Legoland. So he pays Trogan jello let's just call them tea no. tea off <laughs> and uh or we we'll call them Jill. and then we go to jenny who's at the Wismart, which i, I love <laughs> that it's Wismart. is that like walmart i think it is <laughs> but the thing that i love is that she's got frozen pepperoni and pumpkin pizza yeah, yes, that I just kind of grossed me out. <laughs> well, you know, they, they must have pumpkin
0: in, like, everything. It's like, why? I'm not really sure.
3: I think it was like everybody's so th- enthralled with pumpkin juice. Pumpkin juice at that time. Everything had pumpkin in it. And I'm just
0: See, like, I, like, I like pumpkin bread, but pumpkin juice just doesn't, it doesn't it's not up. sweet enough. Uh, it's just, it's not doesn't work.
3: And while she's in line with, the, um, it was Mart. <laughs> it's just it's so funny. <laughs> she sees the little boy, and he has, and she he has his little doggy, and, and he's apparently with Nanny. Nana. What? Yeah,
0: he's with Nana, and he drops something. He drops. I his love pops. this. You know what? This is like a
1: beanie baby dog.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have. I used to have one.
0: I don't think I have a little Rottweiler one, but mm-hmm. that's kind of cute.
3: Yeah, I have. A yeah, it is. It the thing is, it was just so nice. It, again, her imagery is just so nice. You, you could just see it just fall, falling fr- from his arms. You're like, oh! And so Jenny picks it up, and she kind of makes a plan.
1: Dun, dun, dun. She does. I, I like that she, you know, she hurries through her purchases and rushes out and finds them on the street and follows them home, and she's all set to go and return the dog. And then she thinks. Ooh, this might be a way to get to know get to Harry. Yeah, how can I, I do love this? I love a girl with a plan. And <laughs> so she goes home and leaves this poor child without his, his puppy? toy. He doesn't know that he's dropped the dog. No, but he's going to, to know eventually. eventually. As
0: soon as he gets home, it's going to
1: realize. Yeah, something, and someone's missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just sad. And I love the daydreams that she comes up with because she's like, okay, I'm going to go make friends with this family because she doesn't know that Nanny is the one in charge. She thinks there's a husband and a wife, so she's going to go make friends with them and start to spend time with them, and they're going to play and do all these things together. And then one day, Harry might show up, and he's going to be so surprised to see her, and she's got this whole elaborate daydream in her head, (laughs) and that's not what's going to (laughs) happen.
0: That's funny. I have a top off topic. Okay. Somebody is snoring very loudly mm. <laughs> about two feet away from me. So if you hear this, <gasps> it's not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's out. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay. So oh, that means off can't. we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. No more kisses. Um, and then we have, uh, we're off to see Hermione. She's not too happy that he's, uh, Chat, talking to uh, another witch here, yeah, and he's just informed her of the order mm-hmm. from the Ministry of Bulgaria 2, 2, to 3,500 terameters. He is now being Tarzan,
3: <coughs> entrepreneur, <Who's> Tarzan? extraordinaire. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> it was uh, you, Scott. Be, do your ladies best, ladies and gentlemen. Russian. I
2: forgot. <laughs> uh, goodness. I had all sorts of plans today. I was going to read a whole bunch of chapters and make comments on the first three and all that sort of stuff. And instead, we have been wandering, adventuring in the lovely world of income tax. So.
0: Oh, that was uh, What are yours
2: due? Um, end of the month or something like that, I think.
0: Oh, because ours were during last week. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. No, end of April. Which is
0: why Melinda Leo has not quite emerged from underneath the wave of paperwork.
1: She is. <laughs> well, that and with all the flooding they had back there, they extended it. So she right. thought she was going to be done last week and now she's got an extra month. Yeah. And
0: see, they did that to us a couple of years ago when we had flooding, which is really funny because... I wasn't in a floodplain, but it was the whole county. Mm-hmm. So that was like, yay, 35 miles away, it's flooding, and I get, a, I get an extension. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Nice. Yes, I did my taxes last week, you know, the day that they were due, of course. Of course. And mm-hmm. I had mine a month, two months ago. The state uh, owed me a dollar.
1: Wow. Whole on. Hey, it's I think better than having to pay them.
0: Yeah, I they, they were gonna pay me one, and it was like, you know, let's just apply this to next year because it's gonna cost it's you plan. more to send it to me.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> right off the check, then do yeah. the posting. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah it, the, even the paper
2: probably would have cost more. So, yeah, mine's always zero so far. I keep having to go through ten forms. It was like, oh, look, it's zero
0: again. Yeah, I can't claim the dog as a dependent, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah, well, they cost <laughs> almost
0: as much. We're
1: way on course. So, Scott, we're on Chapter 4. We're where Hermione is meeting Ron at the pub. Yeah, so it's Hermione pushed open the low wooden door.
0: Okay. If that helps oh,
1: yeah. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We well, might as well just kind of I start I love this Draco's
2: thing. in his sinister plots. He's just...
1: <laughs> he's so good. He's not going to
2: get anywhere, but he tries so very hard.
1: Oh, he smarmy. does. He, and he is so smarmy. There's a... In the next batch of chapters, where he's trying to learn how to smoke, it's just... Oh, man. Oh, oh, here's Harry. I forgot
0: Harry bumped into him, too.
1: Yeah. So, Hermione's meeting them at the pub, and she's Kind of feeling jealous because Ron's attracting every woman in the room, apparently. Oh. <laughs> he's so hot. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Weasley.
3: He's not an untal.
4: I
2: like her. I like her little side. She decides what she should do is pin a sign to him that says "Warning: Prone to eruptions of childish temper and male chauvinism." Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
0: that's good. So, here's Harry. He comes in, and he's like, you know, they do the ID thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And Harry says that his uh, his friend, the other Auror, will be there any minute, and it's a she. And
3: everybody's like, she? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stereotypical men. And because- Hermione's
2: um. She has this whole plan where she's going to fix his social life. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's a little obsessed.
1: Just a little.
0: So what they're trying to do is they're trying to um, – Sirius has still not been cleared of murdering, quote-unquote, Pettigrew. Right. And so, you know, the paramilitary or group that Harry and Bludger are in, which is being run by Sirius – is being run very much underground because Sirius is still wanted. Wanted,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone has code names.
1: Mm-hmm. And why
2: nobody... so his, of course, is Padfoot, so obviously we know who it is, but.
3: Yeah. you think it becomes something more original than that, but hey, if you live in the past, you that's what you get.
1: But then we wouldn't know who he was, so that works.
3: Okay. He can be a big ugly dog.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, true.
2: Yeah, well, Harry's is either Quickie or Greenhorn, depending on who you listen to. So, I mean, they're all a little odd.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and if you think about it, Padfoot's is fine, because how many people knew that Sirius was an Animagi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we know it. Harry knows it. But that's about it. That's not that. Remus did. But, you know, not very many other people knew who he was. Yeah. They don't know who he is. Yeah.
1: They're planning to bring Lucius down. That's the whole plan, or the whole idea, and... That's the whole
3: idea for the meeting. Right. Right. Well, Bludger's got, you know...
0: She really, really has revenge issues with Lucius. So, yeah. Mm hmm
1: She doesn't want him arrested. She wants him dead. Right.
2: Yeah, we learned a little bit more about that in Midnight Musings a couple weeks ago, so... Yeah. If you're listening to us, you know what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> if not, what
2: are you doing here?
0: <laughs> if you if you if you don't know what we're talking about, stop the podcast now. <laughs> Go,
2: Go and listen way. to that one. Like
3: Spoil alert, Spoil alert and over and over again.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, goodness gracious. So, we learn in this section that Bludger used to date Draco. Yeah, <laughs> and, that was uh, that Ron's, was a little shocker to me. Jo- you know, everybody's just laughing their heads off because they think it's you know a joke.
2: Somebody would ever date Draco? Yeah.
1: Other than pansy Parkinson. And I love, you know, Bludger's like, well, you gotta admit, he's dead posh and dead gorgeous, and they're all like, Draco? <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> hmm.
1: Okay,
0: I, I have an other off topic here thing. My mother mm-hmm. is now asking me if it's possible to change her name on Facebook. And I'm like, I don't know.
3: Yeah, you can,
0: you can, or you cannot.
3: You can, because I've seen, um, like friends that change like their last names and stuff. Oh, I have no that idea. sink loving cat. Okay. I'll, I'm going to, Flurry, get out of the sink. Now I just gave you water.
2: I'll be I'll be back in a second here.
1: There it is.
2: Do we want to know what the carry, story is? Carry,
3: carry on, I'll be
0: right
1: back. Okay. So uh, kill the cat. Okay, you go kill the cat. I'll no, say. Okay. Bledger <laughs> explains that she was the secretary for a stock brokerage and that he was the boss's son and he lied to her and said that he was much older than he was. And so they dated for a while, but it didn't work out. And she's proposing that she try to date Draco again to get Lucius, to
2: get mm-hmm. close to him. Because Harry said that, well, somebody brought up maybe using Draco as a way to get to Lucius, and mm-hmm. Harry said that he's too unpredictable. He's not really that closely connected, and we don't know exactly what he'd, how he'd respond to anything. We tried. So.
1: Right. And even though he's kind of estranged from his father, we know that he's not going to want to go after his father. Mm-hmm. So, they're trying to talk about using a homing device and a muggle GPS system that Ron's modified to go after him. And Bludger gets all upset because she wants something that's going to happen now, not in six months or a year from now, when it you know however long it's going to take to
2: mm-hmm. track
1: him and do all that stuff. So, she's, like, had it.
2: She's really going for this.
1: She
3: wants to go for blood, and she wants the blood now. Yeah. Pretty much. And you know what? In some ways, I see—I don't know why I see it as a immaturity thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe. In a way. Maybe.
2: This is why um, Sirius pulled her off the Malfoy surveillance in last week's chapters.
1: Yeah, this is Sue, and we decided to combine them, so we really don't have last week's chapters. But, yeah, you get the point. Uh, enjoy.
2: This is because she's too emotionally invested in this whole thing. She really wants something to happen right away. And she's not really willing to take the time to do everything carefully. Right. Harry says she's very uh, determined.
1: (laughs) That was it too. (laughs) Yeah. And then Ron thinks that they're dating and starts to ask him questions about that. And and Harry's just like, back off, leave me alone. And they actually start fighting. (laughs) They really Hmm. get into it because, you know, Ron's like, you never tell us anything. And Harry says, I'm trying to protect you. The less you know about me, the better off you are. And they go back and forth and back and forth that way. Mm -hmm. And they...
2: And Ron's kind of points out the contrast between, sure, you don't want us connected to anything about you, so we're better off. And yet now you're asking us to go after Lucius Malfoy with you. And...
3: (laughs) Right. Okay. I, I mean it's, it's 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 yeah. Every, I mean but being a secret agent that is what it is. It is a double
1: standard. Yeah, it is a double standard. And Bludger comes back in and they kind of settle down and go back to the meeting and they realize that Harry's arm is blue. Hmm. Glowing blue. Mysterious. And so she's Hermione's like your arm's glowing and he's like yeah, it's left over from X." It'll go away. The healing potion makes it glow. And Hermione wants to know what hex it is, and he's like, "Uh, "I can't remember." And Bludger looks up and says, "Yeah, you can. It's the AK." And Ron and Hermione both, you know, flip out because he's been in such danger, and Uh that's why he conveniently forgot what the spell was. But Bludger sort of outed him.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's him being protective and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. But I can see Hermione going, "Oh, what is that?" Just being being her curious self and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. She's really got the character. She really, I think has the characters down when, when writing this. Uh, Yeah.
2: Apparently this version of Avada Kadabra, you have to have a direct heart shot or head shot. If it just hits you in the arm, it doesn't do anything where most of them, I think basically if you're even touched by it, you're dead. Right. But
1: this one's a little different.
2: That never was clarified explicitly. So it works.
3: Uh, yeah, and this, this one was even before... This was before um, Order at the Phoenix, wasn't it, anyhow, too?
2: It was just after, I think. Well, I'm not sure. It could I would be, say
3: before, only because yeah. Sirius is alive.
2: <laughs> it could be before, and she's going on with from where it was at that point, or it's just after, and she's ignoring that plot point. But they haven't mentioned any of the people like Kingsley or Tonkson or whoever who were... Introduced in Phoenix, so probably right. it is before right. that.
1: And then they kind of finish up. They they leave with kind of angry thoughts because Harry's upset that they're upset about the AK, and they're calling him a hypocrite because he's trying to protect them and all of that. And Bludgers upset because she really wants to get Malfoy. She just she doesn't want to wait around and.
3: It just was not a productive
1: meeting. It was not mm-hmm. a productive meeting.
3: And then we find out it's Harry's birthday tomorrow.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> and Ron hasn't got to tell him about the TerraMeter order because Ron and Hermione are off for a walk. And we find out that the barn that she <laughs> loves so much is for sale. Well, or it's been sold. Right. Well, she doesn't know that at first. She sees the barn and she sees the for sale sign and she's like, Ron, it's for sale. And she runs down there and. When she gets there, there's a a sign across it that says sold. She's very sad that it was for sale, but it's already sold. She has an idea about what to do, and she entices him into the barn for a little roll in the hay. Roll, Roll in the hay. I'm sorry, that
3: just makes me think of young Frankenstein. Roll in the hay, roll, roll,
1: roll, roll in the hay. Yes, they have their little roll in the hay. And then we have Ginny, who's gone back to return the dog, and she's on her way to the front door, and she can hear voices coming from the back garden. So she goes around to the back garden to see them, and the next thing she knows, she has a very irate Harry with his arm across her throat and his wand in her face saying, What's Bill's
2: middle name? And she's like,
1: Are you serious? What? Harry, you're hurting me! And he's like, I'm deadly serious. Give me Bill's middle name. And so, she got
2: <laughs> Apparently, it's Adelwyn.
1: Adelwyn, which is an interesting, interesting name. Interesting, yeah. What is Bill's... Do we ever know? Arthur.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think it's William Arthur Weasley, as far as I...
1: Yeah.
2: But It's,
3: it's not what she thought it was going to, Their little meeting was not going to be all sunshine and daisies
1: and rainbows and stuff. No, and... She, you know, her plan to meet Harry is sort of worked because, uh, guess what? She met Harry, but it's not the uh, great mm-hmm. little idea that she was planning.
2: He's even shirtless, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: And his- Sorry. <laughs> <His> Jamma <laughs> bottoms and stuff like that. And then, finally, you know, she's like, oh, my, his chest, his arms, he's still lean. And... <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm sorry, I, I haven't shaved. We're having a bit of a lazy morning. And she's like, how did you get in here?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, actually, she said, this is the SWC. People can't be here in polyjustice guys, so you shouldn't have had to identify me. She's upset. She's not happy about the treatment that she's received at his hands. Yeah. Well, it's good.
2: And he was just completely incredulous because he's been daydreaming about her for years and years and here she actually is so of course it can't possibly be her mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't say all that because that would be too easy
1: he finally sees the dog which is named chocolate you found chocolate chocolate the dog
2: <laughs> yes
1: um, the version yeah there you go so they they tuck a little bit and she lets him know that she wants to give al chocolate back so he decides that he's going to let her in, and as he walks through the house, he gets a T-shirt and puts it on, which is heartbreaking for her. Yeah, I understand that one. And I'm going to bring this up because this is an important plot for later. He goes out, and he kneels in front of Al, and he starts talking to him. And while he's doing that, he's rubbing the wand over his forehead, and she takes that as a caress at this point. And later, mm-hmm. it will be something more
2: but he's looking at Al with the same expression that he always used to look at Ginny, so she's kind of hurt a little bit.
1: And, you know, Tricia, you'll know this. You never know what's going to come out of a child's mouth, (laughs) and you never know what they're going to repeat. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: (laughs) You said she was a creature. He's like, what? I said nothing of the sort. Apparently, he had said to, um, after they got their ice cream last chapter, he said to Al that she, or said out loud, I don't know if he was actually talking to Al, that she was the most beautiful creature he'd seen in his life. Yeah. And of Al. course, he's
1: <laughs> entirely
2: embarrassed. Charlotte. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Al the mouth of babe, but you said you. Yeah. It's like the, uh, did I tell you about the, the little kid the other day that looked at me, you know, this big old smile on his face and said, do you know What? Hi, Dad. When he gets up in the morning, sometimes he's naked. And he just totally wanted me to react. And I was like, oh, yeah, sometimes people do that, you know. <laughs> <'Cause he just laughs> you know we decided not to tell yeah. Dad because it would embarrass him
2: very much. I think you told us about that last week or yeah. some other time I was on Skype with you anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was funny. So, yes,
1: we have these Little kids. Little kids. Hedwig drops in with a package which totally distracts Al because he wants to help open it.
2: Mm, of course. I have to open mm. things.
1: Oh, every kid loves mail.
3: Oh, mail's here. <laughs> well, who wouldn't want to ha- open a
1: package delivered by a big white owl?
2: Mm-hmm. And Owl calls Ginny Miss Lady Witch.
1: So he kind of explains what's going on to her but not a whole lot and that he's living there Cause she takes him as a bodyguard, and he explains that he's kind of living there, taking care of him because her mother's dead, and he doesn't really say anything about the father.
2: Mm-hmm. And he tell, of course, he's telling her that she should go because it's not safe to be around him. I'm he's just just watching his biceps. <laughs> yes, well.
3: I'm sorry. It's just so funny.
1: I mean,
2: mm-hmm. They're pining after each other, but they don't know it. hmm Because again, that would be too easy.
1: But, <laughs> Yeah. And he's come to the conclusion that he still wants to be with her and he, he really can't. So he's trying to push her away and she's like confused because a minute ago they were talking together like they were friends and now he's pushing her away again. And excuse me, but you cheated on me. I didn't cheat on you. She's telling him and she's just kind of getting.
3: And then she figured out that she put a, he put memory charms on Colin and Allison and but
1: not her and, and she- stuff. Yeah, she's just livid, absolutely livid.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: How dare you, she nearly shouted, I am a Weasley, damn you, don't you ever think of violating my memory. And I love the next part because she's like, and if you even think about doing it to me now, I will never speak to you again. And he's like, well, if I do it, you won't know about it. And she turned and she glared at him and she's like, I'll know if you don't. And so he lets her walk away. As she's leaving, she throws a very sarcastic happy birthday over her shoulder.
2: Yeah, he's not having the greatest of birthdays so far.
1: What a sucky birthday, man. Not even good.
2: And then we're back to Ron in Chapter 5, and the whole month of August is blurring in Ron's mind, which happens to people, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's because he's just, everything's coming together, the terameters, the construction on the plant, the barn, which is going together, but going together at a snail's pace.
2: And This is another story where they have an idea about mobile flu network thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I think this may have been the first one that came up with that, actually, and then a number of other stories have had similar ideas since.
1: You know, that makes sense. I've only ever read it in the prequel to this, so... Yeah. They don't know about it.
2: And, of course, Ron is the mysterious, brilliant creator of the mobile voice flu. Mm-hmm. So, but they can't tell anybody.
1: No, because then people will figure out that he's also the creator of the tarot But they have this grand idea that they're going to put homing devices in the mobile flus and give them to the board of directors at St. Mungo's, so that Lucius will have one. And they'll be able to track him.
2: Okay, yeah. And...
1: So they're busy, busy, busy. And then Hermione, in the meantime, we talked about this before, works like at a think tank. And she has been tasked to come up with an invisible wand. And so she's <laughs> like, Oliver, I can't see it. And he's like, no, I can't see it either. And so they reach around and they find the wand. and they I love the experiment because it's like Trisha said earlier, she's got great imagery. They've got all these large sheets of paper in various colors. And they're holding it up in front of the different ones to see if maybe it'll reflect off of something or somewhere,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it doesn't. And what they found is that you can't use wood. That Wood always yeah. makes...
2: It won't be completely invisible, no matter how much you try. But fortunately, Oliver Ollivander is uh, on hand to think up new designs for wands. <laughs> yeah. This is the first one I think I've seen where Ollivander actually has relatives.
1: Yeah, well... It's cool, because otherwise everything died out with him, and that would be sad, because all the vendors had been there for
2: so many years. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that there's somebody. So they made them out of metal alloys and things. Mm-hmm. This one seems to be just about right.
1: Yeah, they've tried different 50 different alloys, and they finally found one that seems to work. So they're going to have to field test it. So we know it's going to go to Harry, because Harry likes to field test things. Mm-hmm.
3: What is? Oh, I can't remember what that's. It's kind of. It's kind of like this back in like World War Two and stuff like that. The old test pilots and stuff. Mm-hmm. So
1: you, mm-hmm.
3: That's what kind of. He has that personality. He's a Gryffindor. What do you expect? <laughs> Crazy Gryffindors.
2: Yeah, he has a bit of a. I don't know. Life's not worth living thing at the moment. So. Yeah.
1: And then she's so excited that she has to run and tell Ron at the factory. So she. Runs to tell him and she does wandless magic and when she does it, she moves his papers and he gets all upset because she's moving papers about the barn and he doesn't want her to know what she's moving. So he he kind of reacts badly and then all of a sudden he realizes there's no wand after she gives him a great big hint.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice the wand or rather lack of wand?
3: Sometimes Mm -hmm. Ron needs that big hint. Yeah, sometimes he does.
2: This is a Ron based off of Book 4 Ron, so, you know.
1: (laughs) He calls Ollivander Ollie Ollie, or Ollie Ollie Oxenfree. Ollie Ollie Oxenfree!
2: He never calls him that to his face. (laughs) Ron gets to try out the invisible wand, and of course he uses Wingardium Leviosa. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I find that to be so sweet. I'm sorry.
2: Mm-hmm. It's fun.
3: I just wonder, why don't they just put an invisibility charm on their wand? Uh, apparently,
1: apparently it, it doesn't sweet.
2: work. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wood doesn't like to be invisible for some reason. Okay. They could make little mini invisibility cloaks and stick it over their hands or something, but that would be kind of awkward and liable I'm to fall fi- off.
3: Oh, I am finding it really funny. Some of the little... um sayings that she puts in here, like chimney crickets! And, <laughs> or, and, and stuff. It's just so yeah. British cliche. It's fun. It's just like you see a Californian and it's you expect them to say dude all the time. Like, dude, that's cool. Dude. <laughs> kind of thing.
1: It's true. Yeah. So he says that he's going to be late for tea or not home because he has a meeting with Pat, who we find out is Patricia, and Hermione goes off on him because she thinks he's invited somebody home for dinner, but then it comes out that he's not going to be home at all. He's meeting this woman somewhere else, and Hermione's starting to get a little bit jealous. Just Mm -mm. little things here and there have started. And And
2: unfortunately... Things it's like, like right Harry repeatedly saying, oh, you don't need to worry about the Katie Bell stop, thing. Work stop! more." Stop! Here we go. <laughs> yeah. And every time somebody says to her something along the lines of, there's nothing to worry about, of course, she gets more worried. Because that's logical, of course. <laughs> but, you know.
1: Yeah. And then we jump to Harry and them getting ready to go to Legoland. And I actually, I think there's a mistake right here. Because the first line of this is Nanny, you know, talking about no pumpkin juice. No pumpkin juice? What on earth do muggle children drink? And Harry says, there's Coke and sweet drinks and things like that. But it seems to me that later in the chapter, they talk about them having pumpkin juice. So...
2: Hmm. I, we shall have, have, go- to have to inspect that. that but I think that is there. Maybe she packed them some for them anyway.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: But, yeah, she is not sure about this whole Legoland idea.
1: Roller coasters? Ah, that doesn't sound good. And they they start talking about Jim, Slim Jim, because Nanny didn't like Slim Jim at all, who's Al's father. And Harry won't hear anything bad about him because he was a great or even if he did overdraft their bank account and buy Mm -hmm. expensive gifts and things like that. So he's kind of brought Nanny around just a little bit, but not a lot. And they pretty much have agreed to disagree on this subject.
2: Yeah. At least she acknowledges that Katie was in love with him, so there must have been something, but she doesn't really get it.
1: Mm. (laughs) So Harry and Al kind of fall asleep on the couch, and he hauls him off to bed so that they can have a good start tomorrow at Legoland. And having just had my nephew here who absolutely adores Legoland. I can just imagine what kind of fun they had at Legoland. <laughs> yes.
2: I'm presuming there is a um, Legoland somewhere in England. Or, no you know, idea. maybe they're operating to the Minneapolis one. Who knows?
1: Yeah. And I love that uh, Harry has charmed the uh, height pole so that Al can actually ride the ride. Because Al's actually too small as a four-year-old, to be on the roller coasters. And Harry just cannot understand how the muggles deal with all this stuff. I mean, they're so protective. What's the big deal? Not thinking of the fact that, you know, they don't have cushioning charms and magic. They don't
3: have a, like, like a, a gluing charm to stick the kid to the seat.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. So they wander off to Legoland and have done various rides, and apparently there's a Photo booth somewhere that takes pictures of them as they're um, at the top of the ride.
1: Yeah, that's pretty standard for a lot of yeah anymore uh, now American at least roller coaster rides where they take your picture just as you're like partway Falling down so you're screaming and different things like that.
3: I think like oh, in Disney World, Splash Mountain has it. I think
1: uh, yeah, I know like Mountain has them.
3: Yeah, like any kind of log jammers or something like that has them and stuff like that. A lot of, really, a lot of, like you said, a lot of roller coasters now do have them. You can get you like screaming your head off. Go, ah!
1: And when they get the picture, they realize, or Harry notices that there's a man that's kind of behind them and he realizes that he's a wizard. And so mm-hmm. that sets off all of Harry's alarms. No good. Yep.
2: So he whisks Al off onto another ride, and they pause, because he's trying to avoid this guy, and he ends up putting glamour charms on them.
1: Right. And I I love what he says to him. Let's play a game of cat and mouse. And Al wants to know, are we the cat or the mouse? It's a good question. We could be either or both, so we're going to disguise ourselves and sneak up. And I love Al. I want to be the cat. Can I meow? (laughs) It's just such a it's a child, it's beautiful.
3: Yeah. I mean, she captures she captures the innocence so so well.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They almost get away, but they get recognized. I think because the Death Eater hears Al. Harry says, "Come on, run!" And they're gonna hide. So Trevor's like, "Cool," or Al's like, "Cool, Trevor." That means we're the mouse. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Mm-hmm. They jump on a boat ride which is a real simple ride. Harry figures that once he's out of sight of everybody, he'll be able to catch this guy. Only it doesn't quite work the way he has planned.
2: No. (laughs) I like they they go through and describe their ride, too. They're going through the Snow White ride, and Mm -hmm. the witch, Al, thinks she's a hag. Right. She's not their kind of witch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And yes, tempting Snow White with the apple and everything, and then they... They come up to the three billy goats gruff and Harry's like, hmm, this is a good idea. We're going to go up on the bridge. And they get to the bridge and lay down. And, uh, first of all, Harry goes up on the bridge and lays down. And when he reaches to grab Al, the bridge starts going the other way and he can't get him. The boat takes Al one way and the bridge takes Harry the opposite way. And that doesn't work. So again, when guardium leviosa is used, Mm-hmm. So they get on the bridge, but it's not built for people to be on it.
2: No, not really.
1: It's <laughs> like paper mache. And oh, so maybe not. It's creaking and groaning and just not doing very, very
2: well. And apparently, this wizard might be a reporter or something of the sort because he has a camera. Mm-hmm. Better than a Death Eater, but still annoying.
1: <laughs> right. And the whole uh, idea is they're worse than a death theater. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think they are in Harry's point of view.
2: Yeah. You never know. But yes.
1: So, squeak, squeak, squeak scar. I'm still thinking that. You're still squeak, squeaking. Yeah. Harry has decided he's going to reach down, grab this guy by the collar and pull him up them on the bridge, but the bridge isn't going to hold that extra weight. That's not going to work. And
2: mm. So he jumps into the other guy's boat instead.
1: And at some point he obliviates him. Oh, I think he does he he must obliviate him. That doesn't work.
2: He stuns him and wakes him up and we discover that yeah he's a
3: he is a wizard. He's
2: a wizard and he's just saying I was all I wanted was your autograph but Harry doesn't believe it for a second and so he obliviates him about everything about Al. Right. It doesn't matter that he's seen Harry Potter but just there hasn't there wasn't a boy there and there's nothing about that. But unfortunately, the bridge is just about to collapse, and Al is still on it.
1: Mm -hmm. And And he assios him. Well, and while he's distracted by Al screaming, tremor, The wizard gets away, and he tries to get Al off the bridge. And as he's, when guarding him, he doesn't even get it all out of his mouth, the other guy tackles him around the knees, and so he throws a stupefy over his shoulder and turns around to uh, grab him. And then, yes, he, he SEOs him. And just as everything's happening, he turns around and looks for the other wizard, and he's gone. And he looks up to see the uh, attendant standing open-mouthed and staring at the bridge and the Legos that I'm sure are floating away. And Al, uh-huh. who's flying through the air, and he <laughs> obliviates this guy.
3: Yeah. well, He's, he, he's a muggle, and you're supposed to obliviate him.
2: Yeah. Yes. That's Something end. we missed earlier in this chapter is during Harry's conversation with Nanny, it comes out that she knows he has feelings for Ginny. And he is of course shocked about this, but um he sort she figures that's who his prophesied family of a bunch of kids is likely to be with.
1: Yeah, because Katie had the sight. Mm-hmm.
3: sorry anytime yes. i see when i hear that i just it makes me giggle i don't know mm-hmm. why what, that she has the sight that she has the sight well, the inner i guess, eye, I'm, I, of guess of I, I guess i'm so hermione-ish that way going yeah
1: whatever
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and that's the end of
2: chapter five
1: the chapters i,
2: I do like that though that little bit he said Oh, because um, they're talking about how much is a secret, and he's like, oh, there's one person who knows a uh, a girl, a, a young woman, and he's not saying her name, and she's like, "Yeah, hey, I wondered when you were going to tell me about Ginny, and he's like, uh. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. We, I really like the beginning of the story. I like um, the interactions between all of the characters. I like the addition of Bludger, who's there, and, and you know, she's going to be there for the whole thing, I'm sure, and. I think she just adds this extra little element. Draco's a pain, but we all knew that.
2: hmm uh, Yeah.
1: So, I, I you know, it's a great first start. I know that we're leaving on a cliffhanger, but that's cool, too. And uh, like Trisha said, I like the imagery because she really is really good at describing the different scenes that we're looking at and also the children, Harry's interaction with Al. She's got that down pat, too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. She does really well with the characters. Um, she also, as I think I said, she does really well grabbing your attention. Just from the first chapter, like reading the entire first chapter, you immediately want to be going on. Mm-hmm. And she's kept a lot of that momentum up through all of them. Mm-hmm. Obviously not quite the same on every chapter, but...
3: No, it's, think... but it's always a really good continuous. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's as far as we're going to go tonight. I really like this story. Yes. I love the way it's set up. I like the interaction with Harry and Al. Yep. I like mm-hmm. that there's a mystery that we don't know about. We know that something's happened at Katie's flat, but we don't know what. Right. And that there's something hidden. Unless we
3: know what the freaking letter says. Well,
0: and, and we, we know, know that Draco is trying to
1: take down Ron. Right. And that that Ron, and we haven't mentioned this, but Ron, in all of his you know, bumbling this or whatever is this awesome inventor. Yes, he's invented all these things. He's invented the flu, the my flu. Like, Did yeah. we
3: find out my that? My Well, Look.
1: we find out about that in the in, in the prologue. In
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, I couldn't remember. It's been so long since I read the read prologue.
1: That. And we find out, you know, he's invented the terror meter, which has saved millions of lives. Yeah. You know, he is. A really smart. It's it's nice seeing Ron portrayed
3: in that light, because usually we always see him as the bumbling idiot, or he's just he's a Quidditch player now, or something like that, which is not bad, don't get me wrong, but it's just this is a different.
1: Hermione has
0: rubbed off on him very well.
1: Yes, and Hermione too. She's working as you know this inventor as well, and unspeakable, as Trisha said. We don't know that that's what they're really calling her, but that's. What we would associate her with.
0: And you know, I yeah. kind of have to think yeah. that the TerraMeter was a collaboration between the two of them
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I think Hermione had the idea and Ron was able to pick it up and take it and make it into something that was practical.
3: And it was something Muggle, so it's, you see him, he has a part of his father in him, too. And it's probably maybe like with Hermione's direction, then probably even Mrs. Weasley's direction. That's why you kind of see Hermione more like a Mrs. Weasley more in this story than anything, in some aspects. And Ron being, sorry to say this, but a little bit more successful, Mr. Well, Weasley.
0: Mister Dealing with Muggle Mister. Well, not necessarily. He was able to take one item and turn it into something that was usable by wizards. Okay. Right. Like right. the my Flu that we have. Yeah. But I don't think that was ever the goal of Mr. Weasley. He just liked to tinker with bubble stuff. True.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
0: You know. He's
1: he took Mr. it a step notch further. Fascinated with all this yes. stuff. Yes. And we do find out at the end of the chapters today that only Ron and Hermione know the spell to the territory. Yes. So no one else can, I mean, the factory workers put them together, but without the spell that makes them work, they would be useless and only the two of them know how to
0: yep. Do it. Yep. So they have, they've had to spell all of these devices and it takes them hours to do it. It's basically yeah. lock themselves into the warehouse, don't let anybody else in, put all the shielding up and then do the spells.
1: Right. And I think I remember that the, you can only do them one at a time. Yes. So it's very individual. It's a very complex thing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, the 11 herbs and spices for KFC. Yes. You right have there. two different things. Six of the spices are mixed in one place, and five of the spices are mixed in the other place, and then they are mixed together by somebody else who doesn't know what either one of those two recipes are.
1: So that nobody knows the secret recipe. Right.
0: So, yeah. I mean, it, that's basically what we're looking at here. <laughs> It's
1: late <laughs> for you.
2: And on that note, uh, maybe we should end the podcast for this week. <laughs> so, uh, good night, everybody.
1: Good night. good night. Good night. Or should I say, bye. bye, bye, bye.
2: So hold on to the wonder that those books. To
1: Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.